and welcome to Inclusion Europe Radio. Ambitions. Right. Belonging. Thank you very much, Sandra, and sorry for the technical difficulties, everyone. It's, it's great to see you. Um, I, I'd like to start by wishing everybody across Europe today a very happy St Andrew's Day from Scotland. Um, I feel I should have more tartan on and, 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 and make myself uh, look a bit more um, in, the, in the celebrating mood, but um, I think it's really appropriate today to be talking with you about the history of self-advocacy in Scotland. Um, Enable Scotland is, is Scotland's largest charity representing um, and working with and for people who have learning disabilities in Scotland. Um, and I'm really pleased today that I've been joined by three members of Enable Scotland self-advocacy groups, Lisa, Heather and Ivan. Um, and with their agreement, um, they, they, they're happy for me to tell you a wee bit about, about Enable and how we work together. And then you'll hear more about them later um, in our ease networks. But in essence, we have a, a network of, of 12,000 members and supporters right across Scotland. And the work that we do basically is we take forward campaigns. John, sorry, can you speak a little bit slower, please? We, we also need people to be translating to other languages. So if you can take a little bit more time with, with that, thank you. I will try. I will try my best. Apologies. Um, yes, so Enable supports um, over 12,000 members and supporters across, across the country. And we provide direct support and advice to over 1,100 people across Scotland. And everything that we do is guided by our members, so people like Lucy, like Heather and like Ivan. Thank you. So has self-advocacy uh, always been central to enable to what <coughs> Enable Scotland does? It has indeed. So when Enable Scotland was first started way back in 1954, nearly 70 years ago now, um, its members were parents and families of people who had a learning disability. And over the years, those families campaigned for better access to human rights for their children. And as that was successful, those children became young adults and adults who had their own voices. And so Enable then changed to be more focused on self-advocacy and as well as supporting families, been equally focused on empowering the voices of people with learning disabilities themselves. And in the late 1980s, a lot of members of, of Enable Scotland, including Andrew Doyle, who some of you might know, who was supported by a man called Jack Collett, um, they pressed for Enable Scotland to make sure that the voices of people who have a learning disability were at the centre of everything that the charity does. And so as a result of that, our ACE network was born in the 1980s. And then we connected with like-minded activists right across Europe and helped to set up Inclusion Europe in 1988. Thank you. I just want to ask uh, people if uh, it's okay the, for the translations or if we, you need us to go even slower. Okay, so I, I think it's okay. So um, can you tell us more about ACE? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so ACE stands for the Advisory Committee of Enable Scotland, but it also stands for Active Communities of Empowered People Who Have a Learning Disability. And before the pandemic, there were 33 ACE groups meeting right across Scotland, and that number had actually grown by 50% 
over the previous six years. So it's a growing movement in lots of groups across the country. As you've heard from Sebastian and, and from others this morning, COVID had an impact. And so when we were forced into lockdown in Scotland, all of our ACE meetings moved online. And so far we've delivered over 582 ACE Connect sessions. Um, and really the purpose of those sessions changed a wee bit to keep people connected, to look after people's wellbeing, but to make sure that we understood and talked about the real challenges being faced by people with learning disabilities in community. But I think to help you get a flavour for what ACE is and, and how ACE works and how ACE feels, I think we're better now handing over to a video that's been made by members of, of ACE rather than, than me telling you about that. So I think you've got that, Sandra, if you're happy then to press play and we'll come back. Yes, I think that Milan, Milan, Milan will share with us the video, hopefully. <laughs> As ACE, we challenge barriers to an equal society for every person who has a learning disability. So we deal with both local and national issues and give people with learning difficulties a voice. Everybody's treated equally and that's what makes me so happy to be part of ACE and national ACE. ACE has been a part of the Enable family for 25 years. There are 26 ACE groups in the communities across Scotland and growing. What ACE has done for me is given me a lot of opportunities. If you go with a sad face, you come out with a smile. We all get on really well. We're like one big happy family, you know. This is a fun place to meet new friends. I was quite uh, shy before I joined. Ace make me feel confident. We see each other every month and we are there for each other. It was my mum and Sebe and if it wasn't for Enable, I would have been down and it's pushed me forward because uh, I've got loads of good friends around about me. ACE empowers people who have learning disabilities to have a local and national voice. We also have, have challenges. We've got to challenge things that we don't think it's right. People look down on you when you have a learning disability. Being part of ACE makes me feel proud. ACE is amazing because my voice hurts. ACE has campaigned for free bus pass travel with our award-winning Stop the Bus campaign. It helped people get the bus passes back, made them feel a bit better about themselves and everybody's happy. ACE is challenging, bullying and asking our communities to be the change and be a friend to people who have learning disabilities. make it better for the people in the future. It made me feel my life was worth me living and being here because working together is better. ACE 
has challenged political parties to think differently and enable the vote. I'm proud of speaking in Parliament about bullying campaigns that we've run and also education campaigns. I was the chairperson of National ACE, now I'm the Kavina uh, of the Scottish Council, which is the first person with a learning disability to, uh, to be on, which I think is great. It's a good way of finding friends and friendship groups form really easily. Everyone is welcome at Ace. Find a group near you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Milan. Thank you for sharing this uh, very uh, also a powerful video <laughs> we can see. I was impressed with both the years uh, that uh, Enable is already around and also the numbers for the meetings that you have managed to, to continue to have during the pandemic. It's really impressive. So Jen, you have said that ACE is part of Enable Scotland and then Enable Scotland is itself part of the Enable group. So uh, are there any challenges um, with supporting self-advocacy within a larger mother organization, let's say? So we would say no. Um, the fact that Enable Scotland's values have always been guided and developed by people with learning disabilities, that has helped Enable Scotland as it grows to be rooted in those values and, and have people at our very heart. As a charity, we are led by our members and it's written into the rule book for the charity that we have to elect representatives on to Scottish Council, which is the group of members that, that you've, you heard about there and, and Ivan Cohen um, is the convener of that group. Um, and just last Friday, in fact, we held our annual general meeting, which all charities have to have, where we report on our accounts and we report on our performance. And now Scottish Council also delivers a presentation at that meeting um, where we talk about all the challenges of, of, of COVID-19 and all of the achievements of our, of our members. It's, that report in particular now is probably one of the biggest highlights of our, of our AGM. And from Scottish Council, we have two representatives that join the board of Enable Scotland. So it's part of the governance um, of, of our very charity. So we think there's absolutely no tension between self-advocacy and also being part of a, a bigger charity because it's just written into our DNA. Okay, oh, that's great. So what would be your advice to other organizations uh, that would want to make sure that the principle of self-advocacy really works in practice? I think we would all agree at Enable that it's an easy thing to say you want to do as an organization. It's a difficult thing to get it right and so I think the first priority for any organisation who wants to do this is you really need to be serious about it and you need to commit to it as an organisation. You can't just be tokenistic and, and organise groups. You have to really be prepared to listen. 
you also have to be prepared to learn. And there are other organisations out there and other groups that do this really well. And from time to time, we'll do that better than, 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 than you might or others might. And that's OK, that's good. So learn from them. Enable Scotland, even though we've been having ACE groups now for over 25 years, Charlotte and her team recently reached out to another organisation called the National Involvement Network. And that's a group that brings together standards for self-advocacy for lots of different organisations working throughout Scotland. And so we've decided to join with them and, and learn with them and, and hopefully we'll share some of our learning with them also. And we think also being part of Inclusion Europe and having conversations like this is another great way to just bring out learning about what's working for self-advocates in other countries and to bring that back into our own campaigning too. But I'm sure that there are probably uh, challenges in supporting uh, self-advocacy groups within a larger organisation. Can you tell us a little bit about, about those? I think one of the, the biggest challenges for, for me is, and the team that is directly responsible for making it happen is, is funding. Um, and sometimes we find that large government funds don't see support for self-advocacy as a high priority project to give money to. They might think that other people need money more urgently or give money to organisations that speak on behalf of people who have a learning disability. And maybe sometimes they don't focus on organisations that focus on enabling voices and self-advocacy. Well, you were going to check in. Oops, sorry, Lisa. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Oh, sorry. Um, I'll come to you in a wee second. Don't I worry. Still, and I was texting. That's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so, so for us, funding can be a challenge, but we've turned that into an opportunity for our ACE members, and and lots of our ACE members now do an amazing job of fundraising themselves for ACE. Um, I think the other challenge can be that not just me, but all of my colleagues and, and the director's team, we all have to be ready to be challenged and to be contradicted by our members. So you really need to be prepared to listen to what people say. And you might think that you're doing a great job and your plans might have come from a really good place. But you've then got to be prepared to listen to what people are telling you about how that's making them feel or what difference it's having. And if it's not having the difference you intend it to, then you have to be prepared to change things and you have to really be prepared to listen. And that's not always easy for people. Um, so I think they're probably the two biggest challenges is, is fundraising to make sure we can keep delivering groups and then being prepared and ready to, to not just listen, but to really act on the feedback you then get. Yes. And uh, what would you say uh, has been the impact uh, of Enable's ACE model on on the organisation and also on the self-advocates themselves. Excellent. I think on, on the organisation, we've really, the voices of our members have helped us make some really key decisions about how we grow. They've helped us to make some really key decisions about things we will not do. So we will never get involved in large-scale institutions and we will never um, deliver care homes for people who have a learning disability and we will never deliver day services, for example. We, and other organisations do those things and other organisations raise money from those things, but that's not something that Enable will do. And in terms of the individuals, and you'll see, you, you've seen some of the individuals um, in the video and some are on the call today, but I think just the, the growth and skills and confidence and leadership has been fantastic to see. And I've had the privilege of working alongside some of our members now for nine years. 
And really, um, I would say it's not just confidence now. These are individuals who are leaders in their own field. Um, and I'm very, very excited to see what, what's next for them. Yes. So uh, what would you say have been the major success for Suffolk that's supported by Enable Scotland? You already referred to empowerment and being leaders and so on, but what, what else? So some fantastic things, and probably too many to mention in, in one call. I think one of the most significant this year around COVID-19 was an evidence-driven campaign to move everyone, every single person in Scotland who had a learning disability up the priority list to get access to the COVID-19 vaccination first. Now, that campaign probably um, has saved lives. And if it wasn't for members of Enable Scotland speaking up for their rights and being outraged at the fact that they were not on that priority list, that just would not have happened. Um, so that, that's, that's really significant. I think some of the other things we're proud of is, is encouraging people to participate in elections. So the democratic right to participate in elections is really important to every person, every human being. But as we all know, it can be really difficult for people with learning disabilities to access. And our Enable the Vote campaign has, has won awards. I think the Zero Project Awards in 2018 is, is a good example. But more importantly than awards, it increased the number of people with learning disabilities in Scotland who have actually took forward the right to participate in an election. And usually about 30% of people with a learning disability vote. People that got involved in our Enable the Vote campaign, that went right up to 91% of those people taking the opportunity to exercise their right to vote. Um, so really, really huge, um, huge achievements, as I say, far too many to mention. Um, but internally, I can't, I can't overestimate the impact that our members have had on the shape of Enable Scotland and the shape of Enable Group. And through shaping human rights-driven, self-directed social care, the Enable Scotland Group is now the second largest um, provider of social care in the whole of Scotland. And so our members are actually having a big impact on other people's rights to access good quality care and support in that way. Okay, okay, so thank you. Thank you so much, Jen, for sharing this with us.